everybody. So today I'm here with one of my end of the year lists. And this one is one that allows me to vent a little bit about some of the worst movies that I saw in 2017. And this, these lists are always a lot of fun to do. Usually I do a top 15, but I decided to just do a top 13 this year, the worst movies that I saw. And, you know, for me, a, a bad movie isn't always a poorly made movie. I think messaging and tone and some other things can make a movie very bad, even if it's technically not, not badly made. <laughs> and so some of these movies are movies that just sort of ticked me off and really kind of offended me. And some are just bad. So let's talk about it. Number 13, I have... King Arthur and the Legend of the Sword. Now, this movie, I think, has some style to it. Guy Ritchie is a stylish director, but I'm not a big fan of Guy Ritchie. I don't really like his action, the way he has the slow motion. And this movie just, by the end, by the last, like, I don't know, 30 minutes just resorted into like full on video game uh, aesthetics that looked terrible. I hated, uh, I don't know, things like the giant snake and the octopus ladies that had to have sacrifices. And the movie would all of a sudden expect you to care about things that you weren't, that you just met, characters that you had just met. And uh, it, it just, it kind of annoyed me because I felt like you know, King Arthur and Guinevere and Lancelot has, have been entertaining people for thousands of years, for like over a thousand years, you know? Like, are we so much more like elevated now that we can't be entertained by a classic King Arthur story? Why do we need a giant snake? And why do we need just ugh, all this terrible visuals that I didn't like? And I don't know, it just was... It, the story wasn't interesting. It wasn't just the visuals. The story wasn't interesting. And it's such a great story. Like, and I don't know. It was just hard to, it was hard to sit through. I'll be honest. It was just very, very annoying and very long and just not my thing. So there you go. 13, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Number 12, I have Lady Macbeth. And this is a movie that has a very high Rotten Tomato score that people really love. And that's awesome. But I thought it was pretty bad. I think that it gets a long way because it is beautifully shot. And it has sort of a certain degree of sort of indie panache to it. But like, it's supposed to be this torrid bodice ripper, and yet they have no chemistry at all. Her, this girl and this guy have no chemistry, and they just keep making stupid decision after stupid decision. And you're supposed to be—it's supposed to be like adding to the tension and making it like I don't know—I guess sort of scary or like uh, making it a thriller of some kind. But all it was was like, boy, these people are dumb. And I think that honestly, if this movie had been set in modern times, I think that critics would be way harsher on it uh, because it's just, it's just very dopey. And like I said, no chemistry. And I just didn't like it. I didn't think it was good. So there you go. I don't always agree with critics. Next, I have another one that got pretty good reviews is Gifted. And as I was watching Gifted, I got more and more annoyed with the movie because Basically, like, this, the big conflict of the movie is this genius child, uh, it, like, they want her to stay in public school, and the grandma's like, no, you shouldn't have her be in public school, and, like, she gets 
beat up basically or like she has this fight on the bus the first day at public school is by no means a good environment for her but yet the it's it, and, and she's certainly not getting the education she needs and the private school or the gifted and talented school is treated like some kind of prison experience and the only person who's like sitting who's like standing up to say no this is not right for this girl uh is the grandma and she's treated like the villain of the movie and <laughs> like she's the one that's actually actively fighting for the best education for her granddaughter and she's the villain and it really annoyed me and there are so many options for children these days with education there's charter schools there's homeschool there's a million things that you can do and so the idea of this dichotomy of like she has to stay in public school and be like socially relevant which is ridiculous or like go to this gifted and talented school which is like prison really irritated me because like I said there's many other options that they could could have explored and oh it just like and she goes to this foster home and they're like completely lovely and nice but they're treated as villains I just oh I hated it I thought it was so irritating the whole time I just got more and more annoyed despite the best intentions of the actors and the little girl is pretty good but no too gifted okay now we're getting to my top 10 Next, I have Beatrice at Dinner. This is another movie that it looks nice and has that indie cred, but it really irritated me. I felt like it was sort of, there was sort of a voyeurism to this movie with uh, people that are like angry about uh, the 1% or angry at Donald Trump. You know, John Lithgow character, he's like a rich guy who owns hotels and has these sons working for him. I'm like, oh yeah, great. And like, it's basically just like a whole bunch of the Salma Hayek character just like screaming and yelling and throwing her phone at this at this rich guy. And that's not good. That's not helpful. It's not certainly not interesting to me. It's not funny to me at all. And when and she's just like a real brat. She's supposed to be this kind of anti-hero, but like she's super rude. And I I just ugh, I, I was so irritated watching it. And I just think these kind of like this kind of movie is just not helpful to anything in my opinion. And, and there's even like a, a, a long scene where she, where she like dreams that she's literally murdering him and that's somehow supposed to be cathartic or funny or something. And I just thought it was so heavy handed and so irritating. So yeah, Beatrice at dinner. <laughs> Number nine, I have the circle, the circle. It took a dopey book and made it even dopier. I think it is. I, there's, there's something that you could do about social media overtaking our lives, but like this just makes the most obvious observations and it has the Emma Watson character just flip-flopping all over the place. One minute she's against the company, next minute she's like literally living with them and, and letting them monitor 24 seven. It's probably Tom Hanks's worst movie. John Vega's character makes no sense. Uh, the ending is a howler. Uh, it, it's just, it's a movie that's trying really hard to be relevant, but it's not relevant. And uh, it, it's really relevant in stupid ways and <laughs> sort of the takeaways and stuff. It, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's a movie that thinks it's really smart and it's not, which makes it really annoying. And uh, yeah, it's just not a good movie. Also, the Karen Gillum character was terrible. Uh, and her character really didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, I guess she's just like overworked or something. And she like freaks out. And it, it's, it's just really bad. Uh, and also my <laughs> poor Ella Coltrane from, from Boyhood. 
not great. And they, they, they changed the, the, what happened to his character from the book in a way that made it way less impactful. Uh, it, it's just, it was not good. The circle number eight, I have the book of Henry. The book of Henry is kind of entertaining on a so bad. It's good level. You just watch it. and You're just like, what is this movie? Because uh, my friend Conrado, he called it in his blog. He called it how to raise a serial killer. And he's kind of right. Like it's like this, it's painted in this like dewy nineties inspirational movie of the week kind of painting, but like, it's about them planning to murder this, their neighbor basically. And, um, kind of, but then he like gets sick and he somehow knows he's going to get sick. Who knows how? And, and the mom is just like a, a total disaster, absolutely disaster um it's just a mess this movie you're just watching you're just like what did i just see it's it's almost hard to describe the book of henry is that bad i have transformers the last night this was so frustrating to me because i think it had the potential to be really fun how is transformers fighting nazis not fun that should be super fun and you know you and, and involving merlin and our uh, king arthur and all this stuff but it was just kind of boring and the action was terrible and somehow Mark Wahlberg is the chosen one and it kept changing the aspect ratios and it made me nauseous like literally I felt like I was going to puke after I saw it and uh you know you've got your your female character and her very like bosomy outfit you know and, uh, and she's supposed to be like this smart woman this expert or whatever and Anthony Hopkins just like giving exposition the entire movie and there's almost no transforming in this movie there, there's very little of like the transformers you know being trucks and cars like and and what is prime in this movie is he a good person is he a bad person transformer i don't know what's going on with prime and i don't know even the action wasn't that great but it was it was okay. Like I didn't hate this much as much as the fourth one but partly because i was seeing it in a super nice theater with my friend but yeah, it wasn't a good movie. Number six, I have Pitch Perfect 3. Pitch Perfect 3 was so bad. I hated it. Yeah, it has some good singing, I guess. But like a lot of the singing isn't even acapella anymore. And I, they, they completely, the very first thing they do is they they roll back on and almost everything that was part of Becca's character. All of a sudden she doesn't want to be producer anymore. All of a sudden she's not, that was like her big passion. She wanted to do that more than working with the Bellas and, and somehow they like work into the fact that she's going to be like a solo singer or whatever. And that was never her desire. That was not something. And like fat Amy has just become like, like at first it was like an empowering character for me because she, she just was confident and owned who she was and it was great. But now she's just like a million fat jokes and it's not funny. And like this whole subplot with like her dad and her becoming literally like an action star in the, in the last act of the movie was just like, oh, what on earth? She's like kick, kicking people and like uh, taking down like a whole, all these bad guys. And you're just like, what is this? Oh, and John Lithgow is terrible in this movie. He's twice on this list. Oh my gosh. Uh, but he is terrible. His accent is so bad. He should never be allowed to be in Australia ever because his accent is that bad. And it just, it wasn't funny. 
it wasn't heartwarming. It wasn't charming. It really irritated me. And it was very frustrating because I love the first one so much. The second one isn't as good as the first one. It's okay. But uh, the third one was just terrible in my opinion. Next, I have number five. Our worst film of the year is The Dark Tower. I liked, I disliked this more than most people. I thought it was pretty dreadful. It reminded me of uh, Fan Four Stick in the way that it was just so randomly edited. You'd have these scenes where you're just like, what is this scene? Who are these people? Who is this characters? And it's so frustrating because the book builds up this a rivalry between the man in black and the gunslinger and it's so effective and you're just like oh man these guys and in this it's just not at all and i thought that matthew conaghy was terrible in his role as the man in black i thought it was razzy worthy it's i don't know i i didn't think it was menacing at all i thought it was a joke and uh and i don't know even the visuals just nothing i didn't i, I really hated it i thought it was terrible so then number four I have Pottersville uh, on the list, and this movie is a good time, a good time bad movie, but oh man, it was so terrible. I finished watching it, and I'm just like, what was that movie? And I love Christmas movies, you know I love Christmas movies, but this movie, somehow they got this amazing cast, and it's basically about Michael Shannon, and he, who I love, so love Michael Shannon, and he goes home one day finds out his wife Christina Hendricks who I also love has decided to become a furry and <laughs> Ron Perlman is in it and so like in revenge he like becomes Bigfoot and then the like the whole town gets like super excited about it and it's so bad oh my gosh like the the the, the comedy and the 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 supposed heartwarming scenes and the Christmas stuff. There's all these illusions and homages to It's a Wonderful Life, which is so weird. Like, I mean, that's not the movie I think of when I think of holiday comedies. And it just, oh, wow. It's epically bad. And maybe the worst Christmas movie I've ever seen. And, and, but it's, it's so bad that it is pretty funny, I have to say. So yeah, it's the Book of Henry of Christmas movies. <laughs> it's, uh, so then number three I have the emoji movie so this movie I think has okay animation and I think it, it would be forgivable if it wasn't so derivative of so many things that we've seen before and so it just feels boring and tired and it's very cynical about how it looks at children in the way that they communicate you know that they are like completely dependent upon their phone in order to communicate and they got to find the right emoji or they're like completely destitute, which is, is just frustrating and, and not fair to kids. I don't believe that for a second. And like, it just feel, feels old. Like everything, uh, all the apps feel old and, and the jokes are kind of punny and just not funny. And it, it just feels like I've seen this all before and it just leaves you feeling sort of cynical and frustrated. Number two worst movie of the year is Spark Space Tale. Uh, it's it, like the reason why I put this at number two was because if you asked me which one, if I had to pick between the Emoji Movie and Spark of Space Tale, which one I'm going to watch right now, I would say the Emoji Movie because at least there was some animation and a little bit of that movie that worked. 
but Spark's Space Tale was so boring. I, I, I just, I mean, I slept for probably five minutes in the theater and uh, it just had nothing and everything was so derivative. Some of the animation I thought was pretty fine, pretty nice, but nothing to like write home and nothing to save it or anything. And uh, it just was very derivative of Star Wars and a million space movies. And I'm like one of the few people who liked Ratchet and, and Clank last year. Uh, so I, I'm forgiving of some of these kinds of, uh, I can have fun with, this, with a space movie like this, but not this one. This one was just too boring for me, too slow, not enough happened. And I just didn't care about any of the characters. And it, it, there was just, I don't know, just nothing. It did not work for me at all. So my worst movie of the year, again, remember that we're talking about for me movies that really kind of offended me and bothered me and so not necessarily the worst made. And for me, the worst movie of the year was The Glass Castle because it really angered me. After I saw it, I was literally shaking. I was so angry at this movie because what I felt like this movie did, because I've read the book, I don't know. But if it had just been the flashbacks, then I would have been fine because yeah, some people have crappy childhoods and I get it. And like remembering crappy childhoods could be somewhat cathartic. But for me, what made it so terrible is that you have these uh, flash forwards of her in the 80s and her father, after you've seen him do these horrific things, truly horrific things, that you then see him lecturing her as an adult on how she should live her life and that made me really angry because I I don't think that he deserved to tell anyone how to live their life I do not think he's a moral authority at all and, and like if he had just been sort of the, the toxic parent fine that's fine but this movie tried to paint him in heroic colors with the music with the way things were staged the way things the flashbacks and the way they were done and it really irritated me like she is trying to live trying to move on from this horrific childhood and he is so judgmental about her boyfriend saying there's this whole arm wrestling scene and they do everything they can in the in the adult sections to make him look like a putz to make him look like like a, she's completely selling out for, for marrying this guy. And I'm sorry, he's way million times better man than this father ever, ever was. And so she's, this is a major step up despite him being kind of a putz, but uh, you know, and, and she should not be listening to a word of what this man says. He's a terrible person. He should be in jail. He, he, he practically drowns her at one point. He, he, oh, there's a scene where he basically tells his son that has just been molested uh, to grow up and be a man. And, and, and then this is the man that we're supposed to take moral guidance from later on as, as, as an adult. This is the man that has any right to tell her that she's not living the true life that she's supposed to live, that she's being, uh, that, you know, that, that she's not, not, uh, that she's being some kind of sellout, forget that. It really angered me. And I just thought it was so repugnant and disgusting. <laughs> and uh, this is this is not an anti-hero. This is not a person that's just like living some new way or whatever. And no, this is a toxic human being that ruined people's lives. And <laughs> like literally the younger daughter is like, scared for her life and angry at her siblings for leaving her alone with these people. 
uh, with, and, and the, the mother is just as bad. She's terrible. I mean, there's a scene where she's literally, he is holding her by the neck outside a, a two-story window. And then she gets out and she, and the girl's like, why are you still with him? Why don't you leave him? And she's like, he's the only one that believes in my art. <laughs> like you've just made me hate art because if art can, can allow you to be appeased so easily so that you allow your children to be in this horrible situation with this horrible man, then, then it, art is terrible. Art is terrible. And, and like, it just made me so mad because I've worked with people that have been trying to leave uh, a toxic situation an abusive situation and how like easy it is for those people to kind of rationalize and sort of excuse the behavior of these toxic, horrible people. And yes, you love the people in your life. That's very true. But you, you, you can't, you gotta, you gotta fight for your children. You gotta fight for, for, for the life that you deserve and not put up with this horrible treatment. And, uh, and the fact that anybody would, would sort of rationalize that as heroic or valid in any way really made me mad. And I, I just, oh, I just hated this movie so much. And I get other people's opinions on it and they had different opinions, but that was my opinion. It was definitely the worst time I had at the cinema all year. And it was definitely the worst movie I saw all year. So there you go. That is my worst movies of 2017. Have at it. I'm sure some controversial picks on there, but let me know what you think and what are your worst movies of 2017. Thanks so much. Please subscribe to my channel and I'll talk to you later. Bye.